perhaps the Lord will work for us. Nothing can hinder the Lord from saving. This is the Perhaps Podcast. For this episode, I get to sit down for discussion with Pastor Brent Edgar. Brent is on staff at Anchor Church Joburg, where he serves as a community and teams pastor. Throughout our conversation, you will get to hear Brent's story, his journey from serving as a volunteer to being called into vocational ministry, as well as his heart for getting others plugged in where the Lord is leading. You'll also hear how the Lord uses service and the church to replenish, teach, and grow, and ultimately as a demonstration of Christ's love. Cool. Thanks for being here, Brent. How are you doing? Good. Good. Thanks for having me. Okay. So the heart of the show is 1 Samuel 14. We want to make room for the Lord to move through us by stepping out in audacious faith, go into battle alongside the church, and share in the victory of Christ by serving where the Lord is calling and leading us. So making that the starting point of our discussion today, I would love if you wouldn't mind just to start out by sharing a little bit of your own story and how you got involved in serving in the local church. Yeah trying to think back kind of where it all began. But before I, I started serving at the church where I'm on staff now, I, I never really served in church much. It wasn't something that kind of interested me much. You know, I was a Christian and I and I went to church, but I never really got involved in serving. I think the only time I served was I was part of the Bible college at one church and part of their part of the curriculum or part of their demands of being part of the Bible college was that you had to serve in welcome and hosting. But besides that I never really got involved in serving at all and then, you know, kind of left that church church and joined another church and you know this friend and I we were looking around and trying to find a space where you know there were a lot of young adults and a place where there was a cool vibe but also a place where we knew that you know the Lord wanted us at that place and it was it was a time frame of maybe six months to a year where we went and we were looking at different churches and um, and then we came across Anchor Church which is the church that that I'm part of now the first time that we went there was the week before the church's first birthday so the church was, was still quite young um, and then the next Sunday was obviously our first birthday there uh, but we generally have a massive party and I remember arriving and there was pizza and it was there were balloons everywhere and you know we kind of just felt that that was that was the place for us in the church to be involved in and so we started we started attending and obviously I didn't know Adrian if he's the lead pastor there personally but I knew of him from the church that we were both at before where he was the youth pastor and and so you know obviously his preaching is amazing and I felt like it was a great place for me to be and I think maybe two weeks later that friend and I you know one of the things we were trying to do at that time was really take a step out to meet new people you know mm-hmm. we really want to meet people meet young adults and and we we're both uh, extroverts and enjoy spending time with people so uh, we joined in on the cafe team to kind of see you know what that would look like so from from literally the third week from not serving in a church ever, I was suddenly helping out at cafe, not knowing what was going on. And back then it wasn't as glamorous. So we kind of got involved. And then honestly, I think six weeks later, I arrived at church without any heads up. Pastor Adrian was speaking to the church about new teams they were launching. Um, and there was a team called, I can't remember what it was called, but it, it was kind of like a, an extra team over and above the welcome and hosting team. And he had put me down as the leader of the team. No idea. So I arrived at church and he's like, you know what? Would you mind just leading this team? I'm like, okay. Cool, like, thanks. I'm already on the slides. And the team absolutely failed. <laughs> it was a terrible team. A couple of weeks later, that team was ended and and, um, and then I ended up joining Welcome and Hosting. Um, and that's kind of where, where I, I really started serving. Um, and what was part of that is that I used to go every single Saturday and stack the chairs and pack them out and things like that. And that's really where my heart for, for ministry really started. There was something that the Lord changed in my heart that um, 
just set me on fire for ministry. Um, and that sounds super weird when you think it's, you know, going and stacking chairs. But I remember going every single Saturday, didn't miss a Saturday, and I'd stack the chairs out and make them absolutely perfect. And I had no idea why this was stirring up in me. But I remember thinking, like, I love doing those sort of things. Like, I love practically doing stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not so much someone for admin and things like that. But to practically do stuff and build stuff with people is something that I've always loved, loved doing. So I started, you know, feeling that it was a gifting that the Lord had given me rather than me just trying to serve and do something yeah. well. And from there, you know, I ended up, like I said, serving in Welcome Nursing. So I was serving almost every single Sunday. And like I said, the spark just kind of started stirring up, stirring up in my heart. And, and at the time I was um, I was actually a financial advisor and, and I was doing all right. I was the succession plan for the company, which basically meant that I was going to take over the company once my boss retired. Mm-hmm. And through this kind of journey, I felt that the Lord kind of laid on my heart that um, he was calling me into ministry. I'm adding a lot here, but from there, I, I basically praying a lot about, you know, what the next step was in my life. And and although I, I was enjoying where I was working, it was nothing wrong with where I was working. I felt that the Lord then called me out into ministry. And I remember phoning my brother and I was like, I feel like the Lord's calling me to ministry, but I know this sounds funny, but like, I really feel like this is the case. Like, I, I don't know, but I feel like this. And I was someone that, you know, was always searching. Like, I was always like, oh, no, I feel like this is the right thing for me. Mm-hmm. Or this is the right thing for me. Yeah. So... You know, a little piece of me always thought, like, am I really hearing right? But the Lord just started stirring that up inside of me in a, in a way that I couldn't deny. And then I, you know, I kind of left it for a while, but I pressed in immensely over that time. I was like, if this is the thing, like, I need to know. Like, I, I didn't have enough faith in myself at that time to to just step out, which I think is something that's so important. You know, I think so many people are like, you know, I feel like God's telling me to do something, but I don't know if I have the faith. I don't know if I have this. I don't, and, and I really believe the answer to that is just pressing in more. Because yeah. if you really press in and really get confirmations from the Lord, it gets mm-hmm. to the point where you cannot doubt it anymore. And that builds up yeah. the faith from the inside 100%. out. As opposed to trying to manufacture this faith that you believe you should have, which is really just legalist. It's just trying to be almost obedient to appease God's desires for your life, which isn't relationship, you know. But I, you know, that started stirring up inside of me. I spent more time with the Lord. And as that started going on, I felt like the Lord was saying to me, you've got to step out. You've got to take a step of faith and you've got to step out um, and go into ministry. And I remember thinking, you like I, I, I don't know and then some miracles started happening honestly it was it was a period in my life where the Lord just showed up in mm. ways that was just unbelievable I have to go back a few years to go forward but my my brother got married in he said to me the day before he was going to propose he said to me I'm going to propose tomorrow night there's this pastor coming through um that's got a conference tomorrow would you mind coming with me you know i just want to spend some time hearing the word and stuff and, and make it a special day before i propose that night so would you mind going with me i was like yeah sure you know i'll go through and went through and heard this pastor speak and at that time i wasn't really in the word too much um like i said i was a christian but i wasn't you know committed to the extent i am now and um, i remember the lord speaking to me in the inside or the holy spirit speaking to me saying this guy's gonna have something or you're gonna have something to do with this guy and his ministry at that time and i was like whatever it's <laughs> like that's cool but whatever fast forward all those years to to where i was in my workspace feeling like the lord was stirring me up and that same pastor came out from america i remember two weeks before that i went away on a work trip um i had to go and, and deal with some stuff in pe and east london and whatever and on that trip i was driving in the hired car and I was just praying. I'm like, Lord, if this is what you want me to do, that's cool. And the Lord said to me, you're wavering in your faith now. Mm-hmm. You need to step out. Um, I think it's in James 1 where it speaks about that. And, and so I was like, okay, I've got to take the step of faith. Like I can't mm-hmm. deny it anymore. So I, I went home. <laughs> 
that next Sunday, the Lord said to me, which was completely weird considering I've been serving at Anchor every single Sunday, the Lord said to me, just for this one Sunday, I want you to go to this other church. And I was like, I'm going to get back to the other pastor now, now before you think I've got them. That, that's cool, Lord, like super weird. But I'm like, okay, I'll go to a church I hadn't heard of. So I go to this church, this pastor stands up and he speaks about um, taking up your net and following Jesus. So I'm like, okay, Lord, go back to Anchor because I wasn't leaving Anchor, obviously. The next Friday, I go into work. I'm phone my boss he was away I'm like I can't wait for this like even though I probably should have done it in person I phoned him I'm like I'm sorry but I have to resign like, the Lord's mm -hmm. calling me to ministry I have to resign yeah. and he was like that's the case and so that same day that pastor came came through that I, that the Lord had spoken to me about in many years before came through to South Africa and my brother said he's here again you want to go listen to him I said cool went to that service and you know I being a hundred percent honest here like I don't even know how to how to explain how genuine this was to me mm. but as he walked up on stage firstly we arrived there at the church and they said sorry this is a pastor's only conference and I was like okay <laughs> But they're like, cool, well, he has some books or whatever and took us. And the only seats were literally second row. And as this pastor walked out on stage, the Holy Spirit ministered to me and said, this is how much I love you. I brought this word for you tonight. Mm. And it was that same pastor from years That's before. That's so cool. And he stood up and preached a message on the fact that you should take up your nets and follow Jesus. Yeah. Literally, almost word for word, the same message that other pastors preached. I'm like, yeah. we left that thing and one of my one of my best friends, Dean, was with me as well. And my brother and him looked at me and they're like, if you don't step out, like, you're an idiot. So I stepped out in faith, obviously. And then my best friends came up from Harry Smith and they said, we're only here for one night. This was like the same weekend. We're only here for one night. Don't you want to come through? And they knew nothing. Don't you want to come through? With us, we're going to this worship night, whatever. And it was in the south, like a place I'd never go to. So I'm like, yeah, cool. So I meet them early. I'm like, guys, I just resigned. I arrive at this place. The pastor stands up. They do all the worship, whatever. It was a whole worship night. And they're, they're like, you know what? We're going to just try something. Uh, we just want people to prophesy and, and be comfortable prophesying. So half the people stand around the room facing the walls. And everyone else stay in the middle. And then you go find someone that you feel like the Lord is, is ministering to through you. And you go and prophesy. But guys, it's just a training thing. So don't worry. Like, it's just for people to learn to feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. So we do it. And this person walks up to me. They tap me on the shoulder. And they're like, they just prophesy everything that the Lord has just wow. asked me to do. And they're like, the Lord knows you've taken this step, whatever. This is some random guy. This is the pastor. This is a yeah. random guy that they've just said. Just go and see if the Lord has a word for someone through you. So I'm fine. like, I'm like, okay, okay, Lord, I get it. I, I, I resigned like two days before that. There was about a three month period where I didn't have a job. Like mm -hmm. I'd stepped out. I felt like the Lord said, you need to step out. It's, uh, you might not have something immediately, but you have to take that step of faith. You know, I didn't know what was going on. And I felt like the Lord said to me, I should meet with Pastor Adrian and say to him that um, I'll volunteer there, but on a full time basis. I, I wasn't asking for a job or anything. Mm -hmm. I, I would just volunteer because I didn't know what season I was in. So I met with him. I'm like, yeah, this is what it is. I've stepped out, um, but can I volunteer full time for you guys? Like, no payment. I just, I'll be there during the week. I'll do a role or whatever. Um, and he said, like, sure. Like, you know, I mean, it was a win-win yeah. for him, like yeah. free staff member. And like, two months into that, they offered me a position, basically uh, overseeing all the young adults, helping oversee the staff and things like that. And a couple of years into that, that was then ordained as a pastor, and now I'm. The community pastor and team pastor and as well as still the young adults pastor um which which is amazing so in a couple of years the lord exalted me from 
stacking chairs, mm -hmm. maybe trying to help with the cafe, to just completely setting me on fire and, and putting me in a place that I could never, ever, ever get to on my own. Like it yeah. could only be his grace and his favor and him exalting me in that time and fast forwarding me in that time that it, it was just such a supernatural thing that it couldn't be anything but God. Jeez, what an incredible testimony. And like you said, it's just so obviously, undeniably the Lord throughout your entire journey. Um, and there's so much in your story as well that reminds me of Jonathan in 1 Samuel, the story that I mentioned earlier. You know, it starts with Jonathan straight up asking God, okay, this is your will. Give me a sign, make it abundantly clear. And the Lord comes through and clearly speaks. And Jonathan is able to confidently step out into faith because he knows that the Lord is with him. And I see that so much in your story as well. You know, we see so much in scripture, how important that first step is. We see it, like I mentioned with Jonathan, we see it with Peter and Joshua and so many others. But that first step, like you said, just pressing in, building up that faith from the inside out can actually be the hardest step to take. So then my question to you is, what would you say to that person that is trying to take that first step, but maybe feels unprepared or unskilled, unqualified, but still feels that urge from the Lord to step up and step out? When it comes to stepping out out in faith and, and stepping into something that you may be called to, we can separate maybe that from just serving on a Sunday. Because mm -hmm. I think there's there's a calling where you're called into something new, and it might not be ministry, whatever right. the Lord's called you to in life, but there's also open above that a calling where you're called to serve on a Sunday. And those things coincide. You know, for people that are being called into a new season of their life, I think, you know, there's something that I always talk to people about, and it's calling versus vision in people's lives. And I think, you know, you have to differentiate between those things early on when the Lord's speaking to you about those those certain things in your life. And I heard one pastor speaking about the fact that there's a season where something's coming and there's mm -hmm. a season when you need to step up. And it's so important to differentiate between those times. You know, you see a lot of people where they feel like they're called um, and they are, but they step out in the wrong season. And it just adds turmoil to that situation or that calling um, as opposed to sometimes waiting on the Lord and waiting for the right time mm -hmm. to step out. Um, and I think that's very, very important when you step up, firstly. But secondly, I think one of the things that rushes that is that people confuse calling and vision. And maybe I can explain why they confuse the two. And calling is something that you do on a day-to-day -day basis. It's something that's played out every single day. And vision is something that is in the future, something that you want to accomplish with your life. And I think what, how people confuse that is that they think they cannot fulfill their calling unless they fulfill that vision, unless they're at a point in their lives where they've done something so now they can do their calling. Yeah. So they end up never stepping out because they're like, well, I'm not there where I need to step out. I'm not that place where I need to step out. Whereas God sets vision for you, but he plays that vision out in your day-to-day -day life to get to that point where that vision is is fulfilled um, and I think when people mix that up a couple of things happen firstly people are very scared to do it because they're like this massive vision it's like you know I want to maybe preach to 10,000 people mm -hmm. it's like how am I going to do this as opposed to being like well the Lord's called me into ministry let me just go every single day do something every single day with the Lord let him guide me let me take small steps of faith and then before you know it in 15 years time you could be preaching to 10,000 people mm -hmm. but you can't look at your calling as your vision because it's too daunting to step out and I think the Lord does that as well because he has to be the one that does it in you if it's yeah. something that you can just do on your own I don't believe that it is a true calling for mm. your life. Like, I feel like God calls us to two things the way we have to rely on Him. We have to depend on Him to fulfill what He's called us to. So I think that's that's super important if you if you are considering, like, is God calling me to something? Mm -hmm. Firstly, is it the right season to step out? Yeah. Or is it the season to press in and wait mm. on the Lord? You know, in, in Exodus, it speaks about three things. Basically, it speaks about being still, holding your peace, and remaining at rest. That's always a big gauge for me. 
Mm. You know, are you being still? Are you remaining at rest? And are you holding your peace in a situation? Um, and I think a great example of that from Jesus, because obviously Jesus is, is our picture of how we should behave in those times. You know, when they, the Pharisees brought the lady who had been unfaithful, they said to Jesus, "Should we? what should we do with her? The scripture talks about the fact that Jesus took his time and he knelt down and then he wrote in the sand. It wasn't like Jesus was like, oh, what am I? like he took time to yeah. hear from the Lord, to take time to receive wisdom, to be able to give an answer. And I think sometimes we are so quick under pressure to be like, I need to do this now. I need mm-hmm. to make a decision. I need to be in faith. But often faith is actually just being still. That's good. Faith is not always stepping out. Faith is saying, okay, well, I might be going through a rough season in my life right now. But that doesn't mean I need to move. Faith can also be like, I can be steadfast um, and remain in who he is right now. Yeah. As opposed to just trying to step up because this is who God is. You know, And we know that because in James 1, it says that we can go through random trials and tribulations. Mm. But, you know, count it all joy because it, it creates character in your life. So those are just some things that I always see as indicators when stepping out. Um, and then when it comes to, to serving on a Sunday, serving is something that people often don't get involved in because they feel that, that it takes away from your life. And honestly, I'm a living testimony of the fact that it adds life to your life. Uh, we've just finished a series at Anchor on the Holy Spirit and, and in 1 Corinthians and how the gifts of the Spirit play out in, in everyone's lives. And, you know, what it comes down to at the end of the day is that the Lord has chosen us as a body of Christ to mm-hmm. fulfill something. You know, even if you look at Jesus, Jesus arrived and he had the disciples with him. Mm-hmm. Like he created something with people. Like Jesus yeah. could have just come down to earth and, and, you know, just did miracles and been like, cool, like kept people at, at an arm's distance. But he didn't because God wants to do stuff with us. He wants mm-hmm. to be in communion with us. So for you to go and, and do something on your own and feel like you're fulfilling something that God is doing through you in your life is counter scripture. It's not scriptural to to believe that that you can have the full impact that God wants you to right. have outside of the body of Christ. And we know this because obviously scripture talks about the fact that there's an eye, there's an ear, there's a toe. Everybody as a body of Christ fulfills the whole body of Christ. You know, Jesus had the Holy Spirit in his fullness when Jesus was on earth. But mm-hmm. for us as as the body of Christ, we all have certain giftings that that the Lord highlights in each of our lives, um, more so than than others. But not to say that the Holy Spirit can't use you for any gifting at any time. Right. I mean, you can go and pray for someone. You might not have the gift of healing, but if someone's in a car accident, the Lord could say to go pray for that person. He could pray for them, they could be healed. But we don't all have that fullness that Jesus would have. So we have to get together as a body of Christ to be able to receive that fullness together. Like you bring one gift, I bring one gift. Yeah. And together we're able to have that fullness of the Holy Spirit outplaying all those giftings on a daily basis those are the things that are truly going to fulfill you in your life you Mm -hmm. know if you think about the fact that god is your creator god is the one that made you so he's the one that made you with things that will fulfill you with things that will stir you up with things that will replenish you rather than take away from you so i think if you if you if you're staying away from serving it's something that's actually going to draw from you more than actually going and serving and being part of a community and and you know i love the fact that god uses us to love on one another uses us to see lives change uses us to replenish each other i mean i'm sure ruth you've had times when you know you may be seeking the lord for something and someone's done something for you and you're like that could only be the lord leading yeah, that person 100%. but you don't think in that time you know yes that's such a nice person you think yes the lord loves me like that small thing that the lord cares about the lord can love me because he saw that small thing he knows that was personal to me and and that's what the lord wants to do wants to do through us if, if you've ever experienced the lord doing that through you i can promise you there is nothing that can stir you up 
and replenish you, like having the Lord do something through you, especially when it comes to inner community. Um, so those would be kind of my pointers as to, you know, why you should serve, why you should get involved in. And I, I think, um, you know, so many people are scared to serve, but like if I could say anything, it's something that'll be life-changing for you. Yeah. It's something that'll, you'll never look back. Yeah, that's so true. Um, when I first moved to Johannesburg, I literally had zero intention of getting involved in serving in church. You know, um, I'm a full-time missionary. It's literally my job to serve. So all I wanted out of a church was to show up, sing some songs, maybe hear a good message, make some friends and go about the rest of my life. So when I walked into Anchor, my only intention was to get spiritually fed enough so that I can leave and pour out through the week. My mindset going into church was how can I benefit, which looking back on now is so hectic. Um, but I remember going to Heart and Soul, um, the Bri for Church Volunteers, which again is funny because I wasn't even volunteering at that point. I think I just came because I wanted to have plans on a Saturday afternoon. But it was at that Bri, the AV team leader, approached me and asked if I'd be willing to fill in at church the next morning doing lyrics. Um, the girl that they had scheduled wasn't able to do it anymore. I obviously have experience with media and literally no reason to say no. Um, but I showed up the next morning at 7am and ugh, I just loved it. Um, that morning serving behind the tech desk was honestly such a turning point for me. You know, the Lord stirred in my heart so many things that morning, but especially regarding the church and service. Um, and since then, and through continuing to serve, that's where I found what I wanted from the church in the first place. You know, through serving, I started to make friends and finding community. Um, I started discovering my purpose as a member of the body of Christ. Um, and sure, I might just show up every few weeks and press an arrow key for a few hours. But I know for a fact that me pushing that arrow key could be making the difference in someone's worship that morning. So it's so true. You don't realize until you're actually showing up and serving just how much it builds you up as much as yeah, others. So and it's to the point now that I actually want to serve. I want to show up on a Sunday morning and be a part of what the Lord is doing because I know he's going to show up and I want him to use me to do it. It's you know, so, so, so good. And I think something that, that the Lord really highlighted to me around those things is that in, in 1 Peter 5, it talks about the fact that God exalts the humble. And doing what, what you were saying now and, and what I did at the beginning, actually serving is humbling yourself under God. It's God saying, you know, I have this place for you. And it's you saying, okay, Lord, I might be scared. I might not want to do this, but I'm going to humble myself under you. And, and he exalts and he adds to you because you're taking that step of faith. I can do this. And it's exactly what you're speaking about. I mean, you, you came here from the States, become a missionary. And I, I remember you saying, you know, you were seeking community. And mm -hmm. the Lord's like, well, you know, he has a space for you to serve, to be involved. And, and the moment you took that step, and it's not to say that, you know, the Lord wouldn't have added community to you if, sure. you, if you weren't this perfect Christian. You know? <laughs> um, but, you know, taking that step of faith, the Lord could, could exalt that in you and, and, and yeah. put you in a higher place so, so, so quickly. Um, and that's just how the Lord is. You know, he, he's so gracious to work on our behalf and to 100%. lead us and give us grace when we take those steps of faith you know yeah. even if we mess up he's so he's so gracious to be like you know what just step out if you absolutely suck at it it's okay like i'm the one who's going to do something through you which is so cool so now switching gears a bit obviously we've talked a lot about calling and purpose and unique giftings from the lord as well as the importance of serving on a sunday morning um and Brent, as a community and teens pastor, you literally get to equip and watch people live that out, which I think is just so cool. But I'm sure you've also experienced that volunteer, that individual who's hesitant to lean in and join in what God is doing through the body because maybe they don't know their passion or there isn't an area to serve that lines up with that vision and that calling. Um, so what would you say to that individual? I think the Lord surprises you often. Maybe what is that? 
this kind of fits into before I, I started at, at Anchor. I, you know, I've always been someone that's very extroverted. Like I've enjoyed being part of big groups and things like that. But I, I at one stage felt a bit anxious around people one-on-one. So before I joined Anchor, I actually, for some reason, thought I had a social anxiety disorder. I actually ended up going to a psychologist and spending some time with them. And, and it was great. During that time, the Lord said to me, you need to start taking some steps of faith in this. And, and that's kind of, you know, what the psychologist was saying to me as well. I need decent sensitize myself and go and spend time with, with people like in whatever sector it was it was worrying me or whatever and you know then fast forward a few years and I'm head of basically the community which is yeah. exactly what I felt that disorder was like the thing that I thought I was a little bit messed up in is the thing that the Lord had actually gifted me to do mm. and and you know we do a thing at Anchor that you know you can do a test that kind of highlights a few of your spiritual giftings and, and hospitality is one of my highest ones um, so it's so funny how so often we're like yo kids man or or welcome nursing I can I could never ever think about being part of that you know and then yeah. there's a need that comes up and the Lord's like it wants to stretch you and you feel like oh I don't know. And then you take that step of faith. And before you know it, it's actually something that the Lord's gifted you in. And and it's so amazing because, you know, in, in our weakness, he's strong. You know, so so often we like flip, you must use my strengths. But at the end of the day, whose strengths do you want to use? Like I would rather be rubbish at something and the Lord works something in me that's going to be so much better because he's doing it through me. Than me exactly. rocking up, I'm like, I am the social master. And there's nothing wrong with obviously, obviously God gives us with talents and stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying so often we think it's not an area that mm-hmm. we're good at. Meanwhile, God can turn you into something that you actually had no, no idea that he'd actually gifted you in. And you end up getting so set up and so excited about it and loving it so much. And we see that so often. Yeah. People like, yeah, I don't know if that's the place for me. And then they fill in once and the Lord just stirs something up. Yeah. And suddenly it's something that. So so for me, I think, you know, there's twofold in that. I think sometimes the Lord wants to stretch you and he knows better than us. Like he knows you, he created you. So mm-hmm. he knows you better than you know yourself. But there's also times, like you say, where you need to just fill in. Where the Lord's yeah. like, well, this is a season where, you know what, I just need you to fill that role and do that now. And I think that's where a little bit of that character builds, like we were mm-hmm. talking about in James 1. You know, for me, um, even before I went on staff, I think the only team I'd never served on was was kids. I think I'd served in every single area and band, but that's just because I can't <laughs> sing. But now I've served in every single area, you know, and, yeah. and the way I look at it is it gives me so much joy to actually be part of a different community. Like I see it as an opportunity to be able to be part of different teams. And, and because, you know, you end up being part of everything, you you end up getting to know everyone, you end up your leadership scope is so much more because you've served with everyone. Mm-hmm. It really just helps stir you up for every area of ministry, you know. And, and it's so often that we, we make serving about, you know, I want to serve because it's something that is cool for me where, you know, serving is, is just about other people. It's about yeah. showing God's love to other people. And sometimes we forget that as well. So good and so true. And I think what I take away from that is how amazing it is that the Lord chooses to use us to reveal his love for people and his heart, which ultimately that's the point of service. That's the point of community and the point of the church, which is to point others back to the Lord. So that's really special that we get to be a part of that. And and for you, like, if, if I could ask a question, like, how has it affected your, other than, you know, getting involved in community and things like that, like, I know the Lord has, um, has, has stretched you in the season stepping out here in, into, you know, to South Africa. And I know you were here a couple of years back as well, and the Lord kind of highlighted to you that this is the place for you. But how's that kind of looked for you and how's that kind of stirred you up? Yeah. So like you said, I first came here a few years back in 2016. And it was during that time that the Lord spoke to me and said I was going to be in full-time ministry. That's all I got at the time. Didn't know what the timeline was or what the ministry would look like, but I definitely hung on to that word and that kind of became my vision, I guess you could say. 
um, you know, during that two week trip, I really experienced the Lord in such incredible ways. I saw salvations and healings and God revealed himself to me and to others in really cool ways. And I didn't really want to leave that experience there. You know, I feel like, especially with short-term missions trips, it's so easy to be on fire for the Lord. But as soon as that plane touches down back home, you switch back to normal almost immediately. And since I had heard the Lord speak that I was going to be in full-time ministry someday, I really didn't want to go back to normal life. And I was praying about it and leaning into that vision Um, And God gave me Isaiah 6, 8. And that's where the Lord asked Isaiah, who shall we send who will go for us? And Isaiah responded, send me. Um, And I really resonated with that. And when I prayed it, it was one of those scary prayers that I knew the Lord was going to come through for me. Um, Again, this was years ago, and I had absolutely no flipping clue when or what, but I knew that the Lord had asked me to go and I wanted to be ready and willing. Um, So flash forward to 2019, I was on a trip in Uganda, and there were so many takeaways from that trip. But the biggest one was that the moments that the Lord told me that it was time to start pursuing full-time ministry was when I was in um, Gulu. I couldn't describe it as anything other than peace, that it was time. And so the rest of 2019 was lots of conversations and prayers and seeking the Lord. And ultimately, he brought me on staff with Impact Africa, the organization that I serve with here. I joined staff in January 2020. And then obviously with the pandemic, fundraising was tough and there was closed borders and all these types of obstacles caused me to really wrestle with the Lord. And if this is what the heat actually had for me. But doors kept opening and he was providing and he kept confirming. And so in January this year, I was able to move this side and begin serving in full capacity. Um, And I say all this to you to get a little bit of that build up feeling that I felt for the last five years. Um, It was an incredible journey, but it left me with a, a super unsettling feeling of now what? You know, I held on to this dream, this calling for so long, and I'm finally here. I have an office and my house and a car, and I absolutely adore the work that I get to do, but that can't be it, you know? And so obviously between that feeling, the feelings I had towards the church in the beginning, these thoughts that I had moving here were just so selfish. Um, But like I said earlier, I was at that bry, the one I wasn't supposed to be at. It was um, a huge turning point for me, you know? At that event, there was another uh, missionary he was visiting and he spoke on Matthew 10, where Jesus was saying, in order to love me and serve me, you must leave your father, your mother, your family, your friends. But when you lose your life, you will find it. Um, Obviously, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but that really shook me. And that's the feeling that I now get when I serve at church. When I surrendered those things to God that I was so desperately holding on to, I was able to find that community. I was able to find that passion and purpose and drive that I wanted to get out of the church. And I said this earlier, but my thought, my vision of the church was showing up, getting refreshed for the week so I could go out and serve. But what I really wasn't expecting was that showing up to serve would be just as refreshing and energizing as well. And I think a lot of what you were saying earlier is something that I had to learn. The, okay, this is the vision that I've been given, you know, to live and serve here in South Africa. But this showing up and serving on a Sunday morning, this is what the Lord is actually calling me to do today. That's so cool. I think what I love about that, and it's something that I also try and live by when it comes to this stuff, is just doing what the Lord asks you to do today. Like so often we're trying to fulfill that vision thing, like I spoke of, and it's like, I want this, I want this, but the Lord just, whatever he wants you to do that day, you just do that. You know, there's grace for tomorrow and for the day after and the day after, but the grace yeah. only manifests in the now. Like it, he, he's giving you grace in the now, so you have grace to do something now. And it's so important, I have to remind myself of that. Of that all the time but i also love what you're talking about you know just having peace about when you stepped out um, and i think that's such a big part of the process as well like i felt that as well when i stepped out you know there was just so much peace about 
okay, I'm quitting my job. I'm not going to have an income. And I just knew, you know, the Lord was going to provide for me. This was 100% him um, and that uh, he he was going to do something in my life, you know, which I think, like you say, that that's that part of losing your life to find it. Kind of come to the end of yourself when you realize there's nothing you can do outside of God that can yeah. add anything to your life. You know, it, it's only when you truly do what he's called you to do, you know, you start getting that fulfillment and that joy and that peace, even when it's tough time. Something I always talk about is that Paul talks about the fact that he he labored more than anybody. He literally says, I've labored more than you all. And he's talking to some hectic people at the time. He's like, I've labored more than all of you. Like all the disciples, anybody, I've labored more than all of you. But it's not me, it's the grace that was doing it in me. And I think that's such a special part of when you step out, you might at times feel overwhelmed and like you're overworked and things like that. But grace shows up. And in that moment, you look back and you're like, how on earth did I have the capacity to do that? And you can only point to God in that time. And I love how the Lord, you know, He does something in us, but then also allows us to get the glory for it. Those are the times where you're like, this is only God. This is only Him working in me, which I love. 100%. Um, you know, like you were saying earlier, so true. The Lord's strength is really just highlighted through our weaknesses. God's favorite thing in ministry, I feel, is to ask you to do something you don't know what to do. He's like, oh, you don't know how to do that? Cool. And I really do believe it's because He wants you to stay in that place of relying on Him. I, I really do believe that God knows that you need to constantly be in that space of relying on Him. Otherwise, you won't make it in ministry. So I really believe God stretches you constantly because He knows that's the best place that you can be you know so often we don't think that's a grace move when god's like i want mm. you to do something you don't want to do but it really is it's him drawing you in it's him keeping you reliant on him which is which is that humbling yourself under him that it talks about in 1 peter 5 and that's how he gives you grace and exalts you i think it's such an important part to remember um that god asking you to do something you don't want to do is actually him wanting to draw you in more you know man i can think of so many times just over the past few weeks of being called up into a task that I didn't think I was ready for. I didn't think I was qualified or equipped for. But now looking back on that season, while I was stuck in my own head, thinking of the millions of little things that I was doing wrong or how things weren't going according to my plan, I look back on that season now and can see, you know, wow, the, the Lord was literally saving people, um, salvations and healings. And God was wrecking people's hearts for the gospel and for missions. And it's like, look at all the ways that the Lord moved despite me. It definitely wasn't because of me looking back at that and all the incredible things that happened, you know, it could only be God. Yeah. It's so amazing. Like, I think, you know, it, it's true that it wasn't you, mm. but it also took a face step for God to be able to do those things through you. you yeah. Know I mean, someone has to step up, you know? Yeah. It's so easy to be used by God. He just, yeah. he just asks us to just show up mm -hmm. that's it, and just say yes. And then, you know, yeah. and then he'll do something through you. You know, we go through periods at church where we like, this is so overwhelming. Yeah. And I look back now and those things that were overwhelming before, I'm like, I can do them in a day. You actually realize that it's the Lord wanting to do more and more through you. It's yeah. not him wanting to add stuff to you. It's, it's wanting him to do more through you and impact more people through you, which is so amazing as well. Yeah, so good. And I think what you were just saying concerning ministry, I think it's important to note too that every single believer has a ministry, whether it's a full-time job or so not. Good. You know, all these things that we're discussing, even though we're coming from the context of us being in vocational ministry, it still applies to every believer. You know, you don't have to be in full-time ministry to have a full-time ministry. But yeah, you know, we've covered a lot of ground, <laughs> you know, stepping out in faith, allowing yourself to be used by the Spirit, joining in in the body of Christ. Um, but I think so far for me, the biggest takeaway is what we mentioned earlier is that the church is ultimately to point people back to Christ. So just to close this out, would you mind sharing with us a story where you've seen the church really representing that and representing the heart of God? If there's so many that I can speak on. I think something that Anka is very, very blessed with and, and it can only be a grace that God's given us is really amazing community 
And it's really, you know, it, it's something that is so authentic and so evident that the Holy Spirit moves within our community in that sense of creating true relationships and, and truly loving on each other. Um, we see people's lives that have been changed just through the community loving on each other, not even serving, just mm. loving on each other. Just, you know, uh, I, I mentioned um, in the message last week, we've obviously had a lot of deaths over this COVID period. Yeah. Um, and the community, they've come together in such an amazing way to love on each other, cook meals for each other, meet with people, pray with people if they can, if they're not isolating. But they just were 100% automatically for each other. It yep. wasn't something where it's like, guys, we need to love on each other now. Like, this is the time. It's just the Holy Spirit movement. It's like, well, these are my people. They're going through this. And it's like one message, guys, this family had this person passed away. We need meals. 20 meals are given. You message the people. And it's like, well, we've got meals for you for three weeks. And they're like, like I, I can't even, like, I've had people send messages over this time where the, the mom and dad were literally crying every time mm. they got a meal. Like, every time they got a meal, they're sitting there like, my whole family's got COVID. We can't even get food. And these people are delivering food to me. And I don't even know them. Like, they, mm. the parents aren't even directly part of the church. It's one of the children that are part of the church. And it's like, this can only be God moving through these people. Like, it, it was never a question of, but who is this going to? Or, you like, I, I it's tight this month. It's just like, whatever we can do to love on each other as the church, yeah. we're going to do this. Um, so for me, that's, that's just one of the examples where that sort of love and commitment it's not it's not human it's not something that's natural it's yeah. something that's that's spirit led it's something that the holy spirit is doing through a community um, so that's one of the amazing ways that i've seen over the last 18 months or so I love that so much, seriously. Well, Brent, thank you so much for taking the time to share. You know, so much of what we chatted about today really embodies the heart of this podcast. So I super appreciate you getting to be a part of this discussion. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. See you next time.